What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. We are here in the heart of Arlington County. Again, I'll mention the fittest city in the U.S. And of course, the heart of the fittest city in the U.S. is Clarendon, Studio 1A here in Clarendon, back again for episode 157. And I've got a full crew with me for this episode. To my right, of course, it's Joanna Russo. Joanna, what's up? I think I found my World Cup team. <laughs> you did some real soul searching after our last week's episode? Um, actually, I took a quiz. Oh, you did? Okay. Uh, well, before you tell us, let's bring in our other co-host. To my left, of course, it's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Why Why would you hold her up from saying this? I want to hear this. I, I want you to contribute. I, to I the kind co- of want you to I was, guess. I was so excited that we talked uh, for three hours about soccer last I know. week. Even though if I, if I could say Johanna and uh, Farrelly, I think people were being a little bit harsh on us on the name pronunciations, don't you think? We did get some, twi- we yeah. did get some Twitter feedback about yeah. the pr- pronunciation. I enjoyed talking about soccer, but I just, just I really feel like uh, people were coming out of nowhere yeah, uh, giving us a hard time. I don't understand. I it. don't know that pronunciation has ever been a strong suit of the show. So I know. Well, Certainly I not. That's in a mine. great point, Johanna. And I think that people are just being internet trolls and making stuff yeah. up, right, Fairly? Yeah, I agree. It's crazy. I agree. I don't okay. think people like my Garth Brooks. Uh, <laughs> well, the the whole thing example. is example. First of all, I, I feel like I did say Gareth a couple times. Yeah. Uh, and I did say Garth, but the whole Garth Brooks bit doesn't work if you try to uh say is he the most famous gareth right that's that's true um mm-hmm. but anyway back to to johanna's point <laughs> um you took a quiz i yeah. took a quiz mm-hmm. uh do you want to guess which team i got uh I italy do. italy is God, how many times do we have to tell you italy didn't qualify well, well russo is italian so i figured you know the roots but they're not a world right. cup team okay i didn't take the ancestry uh, yeah the, that's the, not the fox it, sports the thing the test that, yeah, that you yeah. did was a have DNA you guys heard swap? that commercial I, I i wonder if there's one other person other than me heard that commercial but uh, okay so you didn't take that test uh it's not the Ghana, the Ghana Blasters, which Docs the, the used black to. Black Stars. Uh, that, that was <laughs> one of my not favorite. The Blasters. Favorite they're not moment in the on, World Cup. Favorite moment on the show last week was you uh, singing that uh, their, <laughs> their uh, theme song. Well, we're not going to do it again. No, okay. But they're not in the World Cup, so uh, if you could save us some time and just yes, I know you have your phone out and you're half reading it. Why don't you go to a soccer page and look what teams are actually, are actually in, the World, in Cup, the World Cup, rather than suggesting right. teams that, that didn't aren't. make it? Okay, um, let's go with Germany. They did make it. That's got to be your team. That's my guess. Mm-mm. No, is it is it possible that um, we can make this like twenty questions, like narrowing it down? <laughs> we did enough soccer talk last week. I don't. But this I don't is, think this we is geography, need... and <laughs> I know you're not a geography guy. Yeah. So, but uh, this like to narrow it down to to say which region they're from. Yeah. So that's also um, an interesting part of it because this team comes from a region of the world that I would also be interested in, um, and purely uh, coincidental. I was going to say South America. Yeah, okay. So the questions were all about, you know, do you like, uh, like how many goals do you like in a game? Do you mm-hmm. like a, a lot of passing, a lot of defense? You, you know what would be fun is if I, if I had access to the quiz and I could ask you these questions and see if I, was, if I could match the computer <laughs> based on these, these questions. So Again, I, I'm yeah. going to say Iceland is your team. 
Exactly. You're kidding. Mm-hmm. That's your you're you are kidding. Okay. No, no, no you're that's not kidding. The, that's, that's the, the team, team that I got in the how quiz. Did you, yeah. How did you guess that? <laughs> because once I figured out what the parameters of the uh, quiz were, oh, I just matched the team I, I, to her personality. Right. Okay, so I, I remember we we wanted to take that trip to Iceland. Okay. No. <laughs> we did. We I know, to, but that's that not, has nothing to do with it. No. And it's it's. Then how it's did you piece a, it together it, that quickly? <laughs> I kind of tuned out because you're talking soccer again, oh and you know, no, much like our geography. audience probably, uh, and geography audience uh-huh. probably tuning out. No, we right. have we have two different uh, guests that bought us a world map, so right. I'm pretty sure that all of our that's true. Our listeners do not uh, tune out the geography talk. <laughs> they don't. They don't share my interests. All right, I get it. All right, well, uh, Iceland- I think that would actually be more accurately to say they don't share your disinterest. <laughs> right, that's true. All right, so this, <laughs> Iceland is the team. Uh, Germany's going to be my team, I guess, since Ghana's not in it either. Mm-hmm. Uh, Docs, who's your team? I ha- I picked <laughs> Germany last week. Okay, so Germany and I, we are on the same page for once. I'll have to pick another team mm, since. Uh, yeah. uh, but maybe by the end of the episode, I'll have a I'll have a team pick because we're just, not going ne- next week. We're no more soccer talk. Really? Because I have one lined up for next week too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. I'm going right. to take a quiz on BuzzFeed. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we do have a big show to get into today, guys. We got uh-huh. some running uh, to get to, uh, uh, other sports other than soccer to get to. Excited to have local standout runner Mike Crozier is going to join us on the program. Mike is a six-year senior, graduate student senior at Georgetown University. Uh, Mike just made his first NCAA meet and what was potentially his last race ever as a Georgetown Hoya. He extended his career, and he's going to Eugene next week. Uh, we're going to talk about his ups and downs of his running and his uh, his career at Georgetown that spanned six years. I mean, mm-hmm. who knew that you could even do six years? I feel like you should know that since your first-year <laughs> roommate did <laughs> six true. years. That is true, actually, that uh, our first-year uh, – my first-year roommate, actually, is, is – uh, uh, was the first guy that I knew was a six-year senior. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did know it existed. Mm-hmm. Doc, and it so. took you more than six years to graduate. Well, it, 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 when you add up all my summer classes, you're <laughs> pro- probably pretty close to that. But. Actually, Farley graduated before me, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> which is, he did. Which he is did. crazy. I mean, he probably got multiple degrees and that I didn't get. Uh, so Mike will join us today on the program. Mike is also a uh, longtime Pacers employee. So. I think actually he's called the mayor of Pacers. Is he really? Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll have to discuss that with him. Um, was that, was he elected? <laughs> I yeah. know we'll have to we'll uh, have to we'll have to talk well I, I will I'll I'll chew his ear on uh, <laughs> political advice well as he, I make my run he's, for he, is, he is also an, Ar- an Arlingtonian uh, mm-hmm. so that is that was that's your key, favorite kind of person <laughs> yeah that was a key factor in him uh, mm-hmm. being invited on the podcast okay today. so uh, Mike will join us uh, later in the program also today uh, I got a, just a couple of grab bag topics I liked our grab bag from last uh-huh. week I don't see a so, vase or a vase no. in the center of the table so couple grab bag topics that are running mm-hmm. related that we'll talk to you guys about we'll touch on them i they're not you know they're, they're not really exciting so nothing mm-hmm. that i can tease way to sell specifically. it specifically yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll talk if you, about that if you guys just want to turn off the podcast now and just come back next week uh, also on today's pro- what saying. also on today's program we want i'm going to talk about a uh, major marathon uh who's getting a change at the top uh and uh that that major marathon the three of us have all been to in the past. Well, so, uh, uh, okay, so New York. Yeah, <laughs> probably <laughs> probably New York. So, okay. 
Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, but Sometimes your clues are a little bit too spot on. Yeah, that's, that is true. Um, yeah, that's, this should be more of a tease that, that mm-hmm. leaves them wondering a right. little bit more than it does. Uh, but before we get into that, I, I wanted to touch on a, a couple of, um, of social media interactions that, that have been happening. Again, uh, the, to Pace the Nation, again, we don't do the tweets episodes anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we can, there's the, but the potential's we, there. We can, so yeah. uh, I'm kind of crowbarring these in a little bit before uh, you know, we right. do our next tweet, tweets episode, just right. to keep the audience continue to be engaged, because we do love you tweeting the show, at Pace the Nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our friends at Run Nebraska, and I'm going to make it all about me, mm-hmm. uh, You know, they, they tweeted in um, four things that Farley is. And then they're, they're making a list. Yeah. yeah, they're making a list. So you can add to that list. Uh, I don't remember exactly what the list, probably geography. Uh, Not a geography guy, yeah. a long shorts yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, those were two of the four. Two of the four. And then, and simply, then everybody else should go out and follow them to find out the others. Yeah, so Simply simply Eves, um, she contributed to the list as well. Uh, I wonder what the audience thinks of... Our you? other hosts here, though, um. what what kind of guy is Docs? What kind of guy or <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of gal is Joanna? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you had a list, can you help us with the list? She's just one of the guys. Can you <laughs> help? <laughs> can you help us with the list? So if you guys can help us with the list at Pace uh-huh. the Nation, I yeah, but it was a, like we don't go out and 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 make bold statements like like you do. Like you you have actually said the words, "I'm a long shorts guy." <laughs> yes, that is a bold. That makes statement. it a bit easy for them to to yeah. document that proclaim but, that but yeah. joanna and i don't go in and, and say like well i am a hypocrite you know like <laughs> right, you right. do well, I, I i don't say that but uh not, but I, not in so few words but but essentially if you listen long enough you realize that you are a big hypocrite i i, I, tr- I tried to make a list myself but i really i really couldn't come up with the mm-hmm. list so it, for about us or yeah, about, about you guys about mm-hmm. you guys so help us out if you got mm-hmm. a list you couldn't come up with a list about nah, us not no, really he listen to us <laughs> no not really every, every time he's not talking he's thinking about what he's going to say next <laughs> not really i could not come up with 150 seven episodes in I know and you haven't learned I, I, anything I want to hear what the audience has to say I could uh, you know I could probably come up with a list if I tried but mm-hmm. I want to hear what the audience has to it's, say it's very disappointing Joanna for, from a guy who loves making lists <laughs> that he couldn't <laughs> so make a list tweet us at you Pace the I mean? Nation what kind of guy is Docs what kind of gal is Joanna I, mm-hmm. I just I thought that was an interesting thing that uh, Run Nebraska tweeted in on uh, to us uh, give us your four things about these guys. I know there's some, you know, hardcores that will uh, definitely contribute to that list. Okay. Uh, the other, the other thing was um, you, you mentioned the the uh, movies that I need to watch. Um, Brian Knight. Uh, well, we have the first one. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> yeah. You and I, we have date night, and we're going to watch Casablanca. All right. So Casablanca. Uh huh. I mean, Brian, you're killing me. <laughs> Like, I got, Possibly I, uh, me too. <laughs> I told I told him that uh, I thought we were gonna you know start off with a softball. Yeah, uh, but, this is uh, probably a black and white film, probably right, right. This, yes, there's. Uh, I think we can confirm that. Okay, black and yeah. white film. Uh, hopefully, it's not a silent film. No. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know how far back Casablanca goes. Isn't uh, Humphrey Bogart in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I, Do you I, know who Humphrey I've Bogart heard is? of hum- Humphrey Bogart. Right. He was so probably the Tom excited. Cruise of his day. Uh, is that close? Yeah, correct? he, he uh, before he got married to his third wife, he jumped up and down <laughs> on a couch <laughs> on the Ed Sullivan <laughs> show. <laughs> That's probably fiction. <laughs> That's probably, funny, but you don't know. <laughs> funny comment. Yeah. I don't know why that makes me laugh. <laughs> 
That was really funny. All right, so we got to watch Casablanca. Do we have to watch it together? <laughs> well, I don't know. I um, think to confirm that that you've seen it, yes. Okay. All right. I think that I think we should watch it. When when can we? Or you, you can watch just it? FaceTime to make sure that you're watching it the whole time. Yeah. All right. Well, that may when be a when can option. we when can we watch it? Can I, you I do can't it give tomorrow? you I, again. I, one. I think one of the 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 uh, one of the the things on my list was I'm a day by day guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a day by day guy. I let's, can't tell you tomorrow, man. Let's let's. Uh, but you can't text me and be like, "Okay, let's do it now." All right. Um, I'll, I'll let's make. Let's do up. it before the weekend's up. Let's watch right. that first episode. Okay. All right. Well, so we got 15 of these shows that we got to put <laughs> put out. Why did I agree to this? Yes. I don't understand. All right. well, a couple times. All right, Casablanca. It is. All right. Yeah. So uh, continue to tweet us. I thought those were interesting. Uh, ironically, they were kind of both about me. Can uh, we make a Can we make a request? Uh, we got the first movie out there. There were a couple people that were chiming in. Go ahead and form a committee, and and then you guys get a uh, a list of the movies. Like you guys just decide what they are going to okay. be in what order, and then send me a direct message so that I know what they are. And then from movie two to 15, I'll surprise Farley by pressing play. Okay. <laughs> All right. And, All right. And, and we're just going to go with whatever the committee decides. Nah, in committee, whoever the committee is, can you give me a little bit more? I, I would want more I'm contemporary not, options. I'm not concerned possible. about him, uh, but... Y- Please uh, do me a favor and, and don't make them all boring. Okay, yeah, that that all right. That's 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 fair. Um, but contemporary, you know, I I like stuff that not superhero ish. I don't like that stuff. Um, I don't think superheroes are going to be on the list of top fifteen movies ever made. <laughs> okay. uh, that's probably true. All right. Um, yeah. All right. Well, continue to tweet us. We have do you e- seen E. T. Uh, I, yeah, I, I have seen E. T. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, actually, I think I enjoyed E.T. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that remember. was on the list. Okay. You should have said no, because I would have liked watching that, too. Uh, all right. Well, continue to tweet us at Pace the Nation. We always enjoy uh, the feedback and the conversation. Uh, we usually do respond to, to most of our, our Twitter followers. And, uh, well, way to make people feel bad who didn't get a response. <laughs> right. right. You, probably most like, of the time. It's probably 80% to, of them. Right? That's probably true. All right. Uh, guys, excited uh, to be joined next in studio by Georgetown standout, Mike Crozier. He just made his first individual NCAA uh, championship that happens in Eugene next week. He's going to join to talk about his six-year career and heading to Eugene next week, next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Joanna and Docs, we are excited to be joined in studio by Mike Crozier, the six-year grad student uh, who is a Georgetown standout. Mike, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm good. Thanks for having me on the pod. Excited to be here. Well, uh, just, just real quick, did he pronounce your name correctly? He I did. Us- yeah, I he's, he's known me for a while. I, know. Hope so. I, I usually butcher names. <laughs> well, Crozier isn't that that difficult you know we've been getting a lot of heat lately so i just wanted to make sure it's mike that typically trips yeah mike is the tough one uh mikey so mike you were uh you were here while we were recording a little bit earlier and uh you you heard um docs and i are going to watch casablanca together so mike is mike's a kind of a uh he's he's more of a a a he's a thoughtful intelligent like mm-hmm. his his grad program is probably like a real program it's not just some jock program <laughs> so what do you think of casablanca and what do you think do you think i'll like casablanca have you seen it i saw it i was 16 when i watched it so wow. still mm-hmm. a little it's probably 
outside my wavelengths back then. But what I'm a big fan of is when someone puts something into like when they made Casablanca, they weren't necessarily sure how it would do. And it's become this like it's like the movie, you know, it's like wow. probably a top 10 movie of all time. He's selling it to me. And okay. I think you can buy into that more than the actual plot lines itself or the the artistry that is the film. All so right. All right. All I right. have high hopes. Well, Docs <laughs> was Docs is trying. Docs was trying to to sour me on the movie, so that's good. I, I I appreciate you actually putting a positive spin on it. So I'm, we'll we'll, we'll knock that out uh, this this uh, weekend, and we'll All let right. you you and the rest of the audience know how how it goes. Uh, I'm a little more optimistic. That's good. Um, so Mike, uh, you have worked at Pacers for how many years now? I started in June of 2009. Wow, yeah, June of 2009. Yeah. Wait, if I'm doing the math, you were not legally able to work. <laughs> nope. Then. I had to get a worker's permit. I had just finished my eighth grade year, I think, or ninth grade year. Wow. Um, and I was, I that's was, I was a pipsqueak. That's for sure. Wow. Uh, when when you awesome. were an eighth grader, do you think that you had to work harder than everybody else? Not necessarily. I just, I just enjoyed it. Uh, I I was actually talking to a couple of my friends about this like a month ago. You are now normal people have real jobs and live <laughs> in places like Boston and Seattle. And we were saying we had a pretty like Those idyllic. Are Joanna's kinda, two favorite cities. I know. Yeah. I know they are. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a pretty like idyllic old school childhood where we were outside all day being dirty. We would go mow lawns and huck mulch for money and stuff like that. So when I was like fourteen, fifteen, I thought you had to get a job because I was normal. And I thought, what better place to work than at a running store where I just uh, fell into running. So. so he's a six-year grad student. I'm mm. sure the first-year students at Georgetown don't have the same experience. You're like a different generation than those guys. It's <laughs> crazy, it right? It is weird. I mean, do those guys mulch and do grass and all, all those things? Like you're, you're Do fr- grass. I mean, I mean mow, <laughs> mow grass. Did a lot of grass. <laughs> mow, mow grass. Do those guys uh, do those same things, those uh, 18-year-old freshmen who are your, your teammates? I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely, when I got to college, I, I realized I was a bit of a different guy. Not that I'm necessarily mature in any way, but that I, when I look back at my childhood, I'm, I'm much more wistful for the mm-hmm. being outside all day, earning money to go buy iced tea at Seven Eleven and stuff like that. <laughs> Just like really things that like you probably watched on like eighties movies that you yep. thought that's what childhood was like. And that's what I had. We, we never played video games. We never, you know, I didn't really watch any TV wow. uh, besides Sports Center in the morning before I left for school. This um, is not a millennial. It's like you are not. Wow, I'm very I love odd. it, man. Yeah. No wonder he did so well at Pacers. <laughs> love it. Um, so, Mike, you you are uh, an Ar- Arlingtonian. Mm-hmm. You you would have gone to Yorktown High School. Yes, which uh, is my. Uh, I'm one of the most famous people from Yorktown that's High true. School. That's, yeah. that's why he didn't want to go there. <laughs> right. Well, you 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 end up going to Gonzaga. You could have been the best runner out of Yorktown High School ever. Why did you decide to go to uh, Gonzaga? I was totally gung ho on going to Yorktown because all my friends were going there. Mm-hmm. It was close to home. I could bike to school. All that type of stuff. And my mom, we had a family friend who went to Gonzaga. And of course, moms in Arlington, as white moms tend to do, mm-hmm. they talk, they chit chat. And they were like, you, you have to go visit Gonzaga. I think you'll like it. You got to go check it out. And so I went for a shadow day uh, in the fall of my eighth grade year thinking, I'm going to hate this. This school is all guys. That's not what I'm <laughs> yep. about. Not there's anything wrong with that, but that's not what I'm about. Right. I, I want to be in a normal school with girls and right. you know, have that normal experience. And I walked in. I was like, all right, just have an open mind. You never know what could happen. And it was just, I, I loved it. And I fell in love with it. 
And I said, Mom, I, I got to go to the school. Like, if I get in, if we can afford it, I would love to go. And my parents were like, all right, let's, let's figure it out. So I studied for the uh, test you have to take to get in, did my essays as best I could, and went to Gonzaga. had a fantastic four years there. Um, I, it was just a great place to go to school, great place to be a, a young man for others, as they like to call us. So um, I loved it. Um, all my close friends from childhood went to Yorktown and, and they had a great time there, but I definitely wouldn't but change But Gonzaga was a good spot also, for you. Also, I just want to tell yeah. you that on the Yorktown Notable Alumni Wikipedia page, I actually don't see Chris Farley Yeah, I was trumping there. myself <laughs> up a little bit. That's yeah. an apostasy. Yeah, yeah. yeah Katie <laughs> Couric went to yeah. Yorktown. Yeah. Katie, Katie I mean, Kirk. you do have some yeah. notable Wait, alumni. Katie Couric? Yeah. yeah. She's more famous at both of your schools. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she also went to UVA. Yeah. I know. She did, Tom yes. Dolan, too. Tom yeah, Tom Dolan. I think Sandra Bullock went to Washington League. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of, so big, big footsteps to follow in Mike, too. The famous Arlingtonians. I was just intimidated. Yeah. I wanted to kind of forge my own path because yeah. I was I was weak willed. Well, Gonzaga <laughs> is a, is a, is a obviously a great great school. Uh, you know, uh, well known across the country. Uh, did you go there? Because of the running program at all, did that factor in at all? Or because they always make the uh, Final Four in the NCAA's? <laughs> That's Gonzaga <laughs> College, right? Is that is uh-huh. there, is there any relationship between? So no, that's a actually, sure. that's a great question. So uh, actually, is there any relationship? Well, I know that question. I know yeah. that the high school didn't go to the final. So board, there there is a Gonzaga prep in Spokane, Washington. Oh, and is there? Gonzaga okay. College High School was actually chartered by Georgetown University. So there's more of a tie between Gonzaga gotcha. and Georgetown than be, between Gonzaga and DC and Gonzaga. So and John Stockton went to Gonzaga. Didn't go to your Gonzaga. Then mm-hmm. he went no. to Gonzaga. Then he went to Gonzaga. Okay, I never knew that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you know who John Stockton is, Joanna? He seems like a basketball yeah, player. We're getting he off was, track. Yeah, we're John Stockton was the last guy to wear short shorts in the <laughs> yeah. NBA. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, we're getting way off track here. But so was running yeah. a factor in your decision to go to Gonzaga? Not, not at all. So really? I, didn't, I didn't run uh, in middle school. I, I was a big hockey player. Grew up playing hockey for about mm. 10 years. Wanted oh, to play your hockey. Your parents are the best. I'm, yeah. I, your parents I, are way better than my parents. I have fantastic parents, Lori and Ralph. Um, yeah. Great people. <laughs> um, salt of the earth, folks. Yes. Um, but no, it didn't factor in at all. I wanted to go there and maybe play hockey and, and see what I could do in that. Um, but my dad on the first day of school was like, you should just try cross country. You never know. Like you ran fast in the, in the mile tests back at Williamsburg, uh, my middle school, um, go wolves. Um, and so I figured <laughs> I should try it. And I, the first day of practice, I went out we went for, uh, eight mile run around the monuments wow. in DC, which is a great place to have your first bona fide run, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and I loved it. And the next day I was supposed to go mow some lawns and I couldn't walk. And that's when I really (laughs) fell in love with it. Cause like, wow, this sport is very, very hard hitting. I think that's great. Um, and so at that point I was, I think about just over five feet tall, 95 pounds of bone. So I figured I should probably transition out from the hockey pads into the the running shoes. So. Well, you had a great career. Uh, One of your teammates uh, at Gonzaga also went to Georgetown. Remind me who one of the great runners at Gonzaga. Yeah, so we actually had two. We had Billy Letter, (laughs) who graduated from Georgetown in 2015, uh, his fifth year. or So he graduated in 2014, had his fifth year in 2015. And then Colin Leibold, who was a great above me, graduated in 2015 and did his fifth year at Stanford. Uh, Billy was a 150 and 408 performer in high school, so 150 for the half mile, 408 for the mile. And Colin was a nine flat two miler, uh, and both of them went on to be all Americans in college. Um, 
and Colin has run 1339 for 5K, 341 for the 15, and Billy ran 146 in the half mile in college. So very, very talented. You had a a lot of of studs to run with. And so it is kind of a feeder school into Georgetown. But why did you decide Georgetown? Why did you decide to stay at home here and go to Georgetown? So again, when I started the college recruiting process in the summer before my senior year of high school, I said, all right, I need to have a super open mind. I didn't want to close any doors. So my like final five list of schools were UVA, Villanova, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgetown. Um, oh, those are pretty good schools. Pretty, you should have gone to UVA. Yeah, I actually, I actually it, committed to UVA. You did. <laughs> I did. I, I, I don't know if committed. he's got a seventh year, yeah. but no, you did. You did. Thank okay. God, I don't. Who, who was the Who was the coach at UVA? It was then? Jason Vigilante. Okay, so, so Vig- I, I visited. Wow. I ended up visiting Michigan, Georgetown, and uh, UVA. And did it an unofficial at Villanova and had a visit to Wisconsin uh-huh. plan, but canceled it. Um, not for any bad right. reason, just because yeah, I just I, liked the other yeah. schools. Yeah. Um, and so UVA was my last visit in late October, and then I committed like a week later. Um, and then about a month after that, Coach Vigilante left UVA for Princeton. Uh, yeah. um, and I was, I, I kind of panicked a little bit um, because the director of ops at UVA called me and said, Hey, Vig hasn't passed on your application packet, so we can't promise you entry to school. And coming from Northern Virginia, being a good student, but not like the top of my class, being from Arlington, it's hard to get hard, into UVA. Yeah, it's very right. difficult. And so I wasn't going to play that game of thinking, Oh, I'll, I'll wait and see. And if I get in, I'll Lord still go there. How I got in. I have no <laughs> idea. But anyways, yes, yeah, yeah, it was, I was, I'm much young, uh, much older than Mike. So it was easier back in the <laughs> Still day, a fantastic was, school yeah, back yeah, then. But, yeah. um, and so I, I immediately called coach Henner and coach Banks at Georgetown, who were the coaches at the time and said, Hey, listen, Fidge left. And they of course knew. Um, and I was like, can we, can we talk? Uh, cause Georgetown was, the only reason I, I didn't go to Georgetown right off the bat was, you know, mostly kind of cost purposes. It's a very yep. expensive school. And I met with them uh, in late November and they said, okay, like, we'd love to have you. We think you fit in great here. Um, but, you know, we don't have any scholarship for you. And I was like, I understand. And they said, okay, well, if you can, you know, run these times and place this high at the national meeting cross country, we can give you a, a small scholarship, mm-hmm. which would make Georgetown much more feasible for my family and myself. And as luck would have it, I had a really good end to my cross season in high school and was able to secure some financial aid to Georgetown and was gung ho from then on out to, to be a Hoya. Um, and then just had to mow like 30 mm-hmm. lawns. Yeah. Just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> only had to mow like 30,000 more lawns to make up for the rest well, of the cost. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy that under the gun, uh, and we'll get to kind of later in the career. I think that's a theme of your, w- when you needed to perform, you end up performing <laughs> yeah. and you, you ran uh, Nike cross nationals mm-hmm. and, uh, you were one of the top finishers at the national meet. What, what place were you? Yeah. At? So at, in high school, there's, there's two kind of right. cross country final meets, which we don't need to get into the politics right. of that. But I went to Nike because, um, that's where our, our team went, uh, for the, for the regional meet. And I qualified, uh, to the national meet and, uh, Henner and Banks and said, all right, if you can get all American there, we can find you some money and all American at Nike, I think is top 20. Um, yep. and I was seated maybe 30th, 35th. Uh, I was like a, a good recruiter at that point, but not like a true blue chipper. Mm-hmm. Um, and that race, uh, it was muddy and freezing. It was about 33 degrees and sleeting, which is perfect for me. I, I need bad weather to run well <laughs> normally. Um, and I remember racing and, you know, the, all the big names were there, guys who went on to be, you know, multiple-time NCAA All-Americans, sub-four-minute milers, yada, yada, yada. Um, and the race just went perfectly, and I came in 13th, which wow. was 
within the window that I needed. Um, and I stepped off the course that day and I saw coach banks at, uh, cause he was in Portland for the race and he said, all right, welcome to Georgetown. Good to have wow, you. That's and fantastic. I knew, so it was, it was a great feeling. Um, that's awesome. So. Well, uh, that, that was, uh, back in your, your, your high school days yeah. and you get to college and, you know, a lot of our, 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 uh, listeners, you know, they, they run, they run a decent amount. They run the, the road races. They do a lot of, you know, um, of the Pacers event, all this stuff, but they, they deal with injuries. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of the theme of your career earlier yeah, in your, uh, 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 earlier in your Georgetown days. So kind of talk about the first couple of years and the injuries that yeah. you had. Yeah. So, uh, it actually kind of started late in high school. So that actually in the fall of my senior year of high school in 2011, I was five, eight hundred fifteen pounds. You fast forward to August, my freshman year, this is August of 2012 and I'm about six feet, 140 pounds. So I, grew a lot right that time and what we didn't know is when i hit that growth spurt um i had a small stress reaction in my pelvis and when that happened two muscles and tendons tore away from the pelvic bone uh which we didn't know it happened so when i got to georgetown in my freshman fall i started experiencing some pretty bad hip pain thought it was just like tendonitis of my hip flexor or something like that and we had no idea what was going on so i was kind of off and on training all through the fall and then couldn't run basically a step from January of that year until, you know, August of that year as well, because, uh, I went through, I got, I think five cortisone shots into my hip socket and my groin. Cause we thought it was just swelling or a bruise or wow. a stress fracture. And I finally got a bone scan, uh, in June and I got a call from our trainer like, Hey, this is much worse than we thought. And I go in, this is in late June of 2013. So after my freshman year and they slap up the MRI image and they are like, all right, you see the, these two big spots. And I was like, yep, I see them. And it was my hip adductor and my rectus abdominis, which kind of connects your abdominal wall to your hip were completely torn away from the bone. So that, that renders running difficult um, because you're not garnering power from your mm-hmm. hip at all. You're using basically your glute to, do everything, which it can do. It's a strong muscle, but it shouldn't have to do. Um, and so I had those two tears, which would require surgery. So in July of 2013, I, I went under the knife at GW hospital to get some mesh put in to reattach the adductor and the rectus, rectus abdominis to my hip, uh, which sounds really bad, but it's actually a pretty routine surgery, but it just takes a while. Sounds awful. Actually. Yeah. It was, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I had a great surgeon. I had a really good experience at, at GW. Um, Farley, if he wasn't pointing to things, would no, you know I would what he's have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. So, yeah, yeah. J- just to clarify for the people who are, yeah. are um, it's basically like imagine your, your abs and your mm-hmm. hip, those just aren't firing right. And then the little cord that's on the inside of your thigh that connects to your hip as well um, that you feel if you do like a side lunge or something like that, those were just completely torn away from my hip bone. Yeah. Anything torn away from. Yeah. It doesn't sound good. No, no, that's not, that's Mm -hmm. not going to help. No, it wasn't very fun. Um, so, so that was your first year, which I'm sure bled into your second year, which was probably a challenge. Yeah. How long was the recovery? You said, you said it wasn't a bad surgery, but the recovery was It wasn't a bad surgery, but, um, I, I, at that point, which is so weird to say, I was actually still growing a little bit. So it took a lot longer. So I got the, the surgery in July of 2013 after my freshman year where I didn't race at all, barely ran. And then August of 2013 was the start of my sophomore year. And uh, I didn't run a step until October of that fall. And that was just like easy jogging, like a minute on, 
minute walk. Walk like, jog. Walk jog. Ooh. Just really like I, I was starting from grounds here. Like I had missed already seven months of running up to that point more. Um, and I wasn't going to be able to actually train at a collegiate elite level probably for another six or seven months if things went smoothly, which surprise they, they didn't. Um, <laughs> right. I, as soon as I got back into like true running, it was March of 2014 and that was a really rough winter. And this was in March of 2014. We had a really bad snow and ice storm mm-hmm. and I was walking from my apartment to our field house to go swim on a normal day where I was going to swim in the morning, run in the evening, which was pretty standard, like easy run. And I fell down these stairs into like a little like walkway and I refractured my hip uh, and it filled with fluid. So I had to get that drained. And that was another three months of no running. At at this point, are you like, maybe this running thing isn't for me. I mean, you got to be like questioning, like maybe I'll just be a college student. Yeah. There were definitely some, some dark days, but I think what what got me through it was our, our team culture at Georgetown is obviously extremely supportive. We're a pretty mm-hmm. small group. And when you're at a school like Georgetown where it's it's a white-collar school but a very blue-collar uh, like athletics program, mm-hmm. I mean, you, except for now, I mean, we have a nice new facility. But back, when in, back in those days, right. we had leaky locker rooms, one small, <laughs> tiny field house, right. uphill both ways to get there, <laughs> the whole shebang. Right. Um, and so... I mean, I went to practice every day, and that was the highlight of my day. Um, and it was just really fun. And seeing your teammates, I mean, I had I, I lived with the guys in my class, and they were all running well at that time, and, and their energy definitely kind of kept me going. It sounds super hokey, but that that's the way I think life works. You so, know, you, so the, you the fracture, yeah. yeah. The, the, so the fracture, the, <laughs> another fracture. Yeah. Are you able to, like... I mean, for me, I need to run every day, or I'm yeah. gonna get balloon. I'm gonna balloon up. And oh I'm my god! Yeah. You know, I mean, are you gonna, were you able to like keep some semblance of fitness and like? Yeah. I mean, you're you're a thin guy, so yeah, that, that helps. Thin. Um, yeah. So I was cross training probably ninety minutes to three hours a day that entire time. Uh, I would have given what, up. What kind of what kind of cross training could you do with that? Uh, so I, I could bike pain free and swim pain free. So I would just mm-hmm. hammer that three um, hours. A yeah. Day. Just to keep me sane. Too, were right? you like pool running or were you actually swimming? I would make, uh, at times the pool would actually, if I was pool running, it would actually bother my hip because all like the torque, you have to kind of bring your knee up. That, that would bother it. So then I would just go swim, which was actually really like serene and peaceful because no one goes in the Georgetown pool. So you have right. a whole lane to yourself at any given time. Is it uh, an athletic pool or is it like a pool for the whole school? It's a pool for the whole school. Um, and there's like senior citizens who go there who live in the surrounding neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. But I never had to share a lane in those two years where I was swimming a lot, which was amazing. Jo- Joanne has been complaining a lot about her surgery. I- I'm-, I'm getting less and less sympathy for you. <laughs> for your, for your yeah. bunion surgery. Yeah. That, that I, well, I don't complain. I know. I just throw you under the bus here. Um, yeah. Wow. I so, think all things considered, I've complained very you little. Have. <laughs> I just, it was a cheap shot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, uh, well, so you, so you were, you, Continued to persevere yeah. because of, uh, you know, your surroundings, the culture, the team. I, I totally get that. Yeah. Uh, but three hours a day has got to be grueling. Uh, if you're doing up to three hours a day of cross training, when were you able to finally run again? Yeah. And like get some consistent running right. going? So I got two more cortisone shots that May and June just to like try and get all that swelling down. Um, and then that July of 2014. So going into my junior year of college, 
was when I was able to start running five, six days a week. And, you, and you're already in your junior year and you've, you've barely raced at all yeah, at this and I've, point. Yeah, and I've missed a lot of, I mean, when you're 18, 19, 20 years old and you miss that much, that volume of training, that yeah. really sets you back because you're, th- that's important to have those miles in your legs. Yep. And I missed a, a really critical period of training. Um, and so I wasn't able to get back to even like seven days a week until the winter or probably like late fall of my junior year. So late fall of 2014, I was able to start running seven days a week again, but still only 60, 70 miles. A and week, and that's like, beans. you know, it's 60, 70 is you got guys in your team, your buddies are running a hundred, 120 miles yeah. a week on some. Yep. And, and, and it, it, like you said, it's like the, the amount of training you missed, yeah. that's, that's a huge deal to miss that yeah. whole two years of getting oh, yeah. mileage in and all that stuff. But Base also building, yeah. you're, 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 now you're basically a freshman again. And fortunately yeah. Yeah. you're able to, like, I, I didn't even, again, we mentioned my, our, our good friend, Bill, mm-hmm. he got a sixth year back when six years weren't a thing. <laughs> no. Yeah, really. It re- really wasn't. But were you thinking like, all right, maybe I can get my two years back so I don't necessarily just have a junior and senior year? I'm thinking, all right, I do have more time than that. Uh, because the clock's ticking at this point. You're a junior. You haven't raced yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was actually something we had talked about the day after I got surgery was, all right, let's get everything documented. Let's have all of our cortisone shot files, all of our MRI files, everything down to the T. That was something that Coach Henner and Coach Bonzi did a great job of to make sure that we could get that six year back because that would help me kind of paint that bigger picture when I'm a junior, but I'm really a freshman. So I I understood that I had time to get back and and really grind and and figure things out and that, you know, it wasn't going to be, you know, all for naught because I would only have two years left. I'd actually have the the full four so did, they did a great job of that did you get your sixth year of eligibility after your sophomore year or did you only get that this year we didn't file for it until my fifth year um but when we initially started kind of doing the paperwork for it after, when i was a sophomore um we had consulted with some of our compliance guys at georgetown who said hey you have a great case you will get it but we can't file it until your fifth year is up okay. so yeah. once my fifth year is up we filed and we got indoor and outdoor for the sixth year, but sadly didn't get cross country for a couple small reasons. But, uh, yeah, but you're able to get, you're able to get track and we'll get to your track race that you ran, which was incredible. But I do want to touch on, I talked to coach Bonzi, uh, uh, today actually. And, Mm -hmm. and he told me a story of your, your fourth year at Penn relays, Mm -hmm. where it was another situation where you either had to put up or you were going to maybe, you know, or your running career could have been over. Yeah. Talk about that 10K at Penn, Penn yeah. Relays. Yeah, so this was spring of 2016. So the Penn Relays is at the end of April. Um, and I had missed, surprise, surprise, the indoor track because of an injury. <laughs> um, it was a little knee injury that actually cropped up from a hip imbalance. So we can't even keep track of all those injuries. Yeah, so it's don't even, bad. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, uh, so a whiteboard in here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I missed the indoor track season because of a knee injury, which was a result of some kind of final surgical imbalances, mm-hmm. which, you know, all on my left side, that's kind of my wonky side. Um, and so, uh, you know, I'm a senior, I'm going to graduate in May of 2016 and I want to come back and, and finish up my fifth and sixth year. Um, but if I can't again, you know, run fast enough to renew or advance my scholarship, I, I can't afford it. Um, right. And, and you, you got to put yourself in coach Bonzi's yep. position and yeah, I got to give him something yeah, to work with. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. he's got other kids and yes. you know, Julie's obviously a coach over there yeah. as well. So she gets it too. So yeah. Did he give you an ultimatum at Penn Relays? Yeah, we, we, we had talked. I mean, I I pride myself on being a very realistic, uh, not a pessimist, but just someone who understands context, understands the situation. He said, hey, listen, if you can't run a time that qualifies you for the NCAA first round, I, I can't 
give you money to come back for your fifth year at all. And I was like, okay, so if I don't run fast enough at Penn, I'm going to graduate and then I'm going to leave school. Um, manage Pacers. Manage Pacers. <laughs> which would, which would yeah. not have been a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, which but, was but. <laughs> definitely on the radar because uh, I, I wanted to stay in D.C. and stay yeah. in the running world. Um, yeah. And so uh, that night I knew that was my only shot was to run a time, you know, typically, you know, something between 29.30 and 29.40 was what I wanted to run for the 10K. And I wake up that Thursday morning and it's cold and rainy and a little bit windy. And I thought maybe I'd freak out and get nervous because I thought, oh, I can't run fast enough. And now right. that's it. That's my running career. And that morning I was just like, I don't care. I'm going to run 29.30 tonight. I'm going to get this done. And the race goes off and things go well. I run 29.32 or something like that. And boom, book my ticket to the first round of NCAAs and give Bonzi enough kind of credence to, to bring me back for a fifth year, help me pay for school for my fifth year and ultimately sixth year. Um, and that, that kind of propelled me on into my next year, but yeah. And, was, and coach, 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 time. coach Bonzi uh, said that he walked up to you after that. He said it was one of the most impressive races he's seen one of his athletes run. He said it was 2933. So you said 2932, but he came look. up to you right afterwards and said, man, you earned it. You, yeah. You're coming back next yeah, year. Definitely. It, it seems to me, and, and I don't want to be critical of the Georgetown staff, but <laughs> it seems to me like they have not given you enough ultimatums. Right. Yeah, I, know. I know. I know. It happens at Nike uh-huh. Nationals. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you I do one before every race. Yeah. That's what I yeah. need to do yeah. well. Farley, give him an ultimatum now. For <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we'll talk about this is Eugene. your last <laughs> podcast appearance. <laughs> yeah. You're not all American. Exactly. You're not all American in Eugene. That's a good, good That's call. That's a great one. Um, so let's fast forward. Yep. You, you, you make your way uh, relatively healthy and I, we, yep. we you know through the the, the fifth and, and sixth year um and you know I'll, I'll tell you I, I being close to the program being close to, to uh, track and field and athletics it's hard for uh athletes who have graduated and you had finished your grad program mm-hmm. to really uh come out and run hard and not be thinking about oh what's my next you know European vacation that I'm going to go to <laughs> and just not be checked out yeah. uh, at regionals. So you have one shot. You've never made an NCAA meet. Yep. Did you make it in a cross country race? Or? Nope, I, I never actually. You raced. never made nope. made an NCAA meet. Yeah. Wow. So uh, this was your last shot uh, last week when you were in Tampa uh, to make the NCAA race, and you're running. Uh, the 10 K. So kind of tell us about that race. Yeah. So it was, uh, down in Tampa last Thursday. So just about a week ago. Um, and the way it works for the NCAA system is to get to the prelim round, which is that race last Thursday through Saturday, you have to run a time that's in the top 48 in your region. And we're in the East region and there's one other region that's the West region. Um, and so you have a certain amount of time during the outdoor track season to run a time in the top 48. Um, and so the top 12 from each race then go on to the final, which is in Eugene, um, and I came in, I think, seated 10th or something like that. 29.14 he had run yep. at uh, Stanford, which yep. is a 4.42 pace. Uh, you know, that's about, just for context for our listeners, that's about mm-hmm. 70 seconds uh, per lap. And the, the 10K is a 25, uh, yep. 25 lap race. So he's yep. running about 70s for 25 laps. Yeah. Uh, impressive. So you're you're about the twentieth ish seed. Yep. So you're not in that top twelve. You're not you're not scheduled to be in that top twelve at this point. Yeah. So I mean, and there's a lot of. I mean, it's a strong strong race. There's a lot of guys. I mean, every guy ahead of me was an all American in cross country. So I was even in last week's race, not 
not out of my gore, not, not out of my element, but there were guys who had more impressive running resumes than me who should have filled up those top 12 spots. But, um, I knew when I raced at Stanford, when I ran 29, 14, that we left a lot on the table. I thought I was in 28, 50 shape that day. Mm-hmm. And we went out in like 14, 45, like really slow for the 5k. So we just had to finish fast and it wasn't a super fast day. Um, and so I knew if I raced smart, I could easily, I could finish in the top 12 and I, I expected to finish in the top 12 and go on to Eugene. Um, and that's just kind of how I race. So, well, not many others expected you to, yeah, that's for sure. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a strong, strong region, a lot. Of, I mean, you look at the guys ahead of me, all guys who had run, you know, 13 forties or fifties mm-hmm. or five K or faster. All, and your PR is 1407. So yep. you're, you're not quite there, but no. I mean, fast, but not quite there. Exactly. Right? So guys who, again, had also been all American on the cross country course, which is extremely impressive. And guys who had qualified, nth number of times for friends and double in the past uh whereas i'm kind of the green thumb going for my first <laughs> one um yet i'm 24 if we can talk about right that right yeah um, 20 24 year yeah, old, old. Uh, rookie still here. yeah exactly right, basically right. so but I, I just told myself like I, I i know i can beat a lot of these guys like i and so i i just raced like that and the whole time i just put myself in the top 12 10 area and just held my ground and it was a slow race we went out around like 1457 through the 5k so pretty slow and then we just started picking it up and picking it up and guys fell off fell off fell off and i just i knew if i just raced to my potential to my fitness i could advance and so take us to the last couple laps i mean this this race is kind of weird there's you know you're lapping people it's it's a hot day so yeah i mean there's you know carnage everywhere and yeah so uh, did you know you were like on the edge of 12 30 yeah where you were placed yeah so the track was actually pretty crowded because the long jump was still going on so it was great it was there were people circling the whole track and the grandstand was probably half full which was i mean it was brutally it was 80 degrees at 10 o'clock at night and i think 95 percent humidity so the fact that any people were out there to spectate was awesome huge kudos to them Um, well you got to give the ncaa credit for uh (laughs) putting a race in tampa yes yeah my god this is a whole nother discussion yeah yeah, don't get you started on that oh but go ahead, go, go she's ahead. not here so yeah, yeah we yeah, can just go, go. Ahead, go ahead um and so yeah so through about 8k of that race i was feeling spectacular like the pace was just coming it was just a day where things were flowing felt really good it was like i i got this i can do this i'm up here i'm breathing through my nose like these you know we're, we're running the last we started running like 68 69 second quarters with around 4k to go and i was just like man feeling good positive um, mental positive attitude. love it man yeah, yeah just great. trying to stay on it and then with around four laps to go, I got like lightly clipped and that kind of throws you off your rhythm. Um, and at that point I was like, okay, it's a, it's fine. It happens. And then I started to hurt really bad. Like I was just, I was hurting. Like I felt hot. So I grabbed some water, dumped it on my head from the people passing out water on the back stretch and just tried to press the reset button. Just told myself to kind of stay on task. And I actually fell off the lead group of like 10 or 12, uh, with about two and a half, three laps to go. But I heard the PA, the PA guy say that the 12th position was this guy who was just ahead of me. And I, I heard him breathing pretty hard. So I was like, okay, I got it. Just stick right here. And I knew that 13th and 14th or whatever were like way behind me. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guy. I, so I you're either going to be 12th or 13th at this exactly, point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, um, either the last guy in or the first guy <laughs> yeah, out. Either the last right. guy in or yeah. first guy yeah. out. Um, and so with about 600 to go, I got a second win. And I was like, I feel great again. I'm good. I just had to calm myself down. <laughs> Um, and the guy ahead of me was a guy from, uh, tech, uh, 
uh, Virginia Tech. Who yeah, like, I love to take that guy down. Yeah, he's love a fantastic it. runner. His name is yeah. Peter Sufer, and he's yeah. uh, he's again he's he's a guy who's been on the national stage before. He closes. He's known for his an amazing final kick, um, and so. I, with about this is the heavy breather. Yeah, he was breathing okay. heavy, and I was surprised because he's, he's again he's very <laughs> okay. he's a fit good guy, runner. right? Okay. Um, and so I come up on his shoulder with about three fifty to go, and I said, "All right, just sit, just wait." And then with two fifty to go, we'll just blast. And I got antsy, and with about three hundred to go, I just ran as hard as I could for about hundred meters. And I looked back, and he was just gone. Wow. And I was like, "Wow, I'm in it. I, I'm twelfth, wow. and I just ran the last two hundred as smooth as I could." And when I crossed the line, I went down to both my knees and just grabbed some water, poured it on my head, and I started laughing. I was like, I, I have a knack for the dramatic, I guess. Um, <laughs> because I, I could have made it much more smooth on Bonzi and Julie when they were watching, but I decided to make it nerve-wracking. Well, Julie was texting me, and uh, so I was watching the results, and she's like, oh, yeah. my God, he's he. I think he's tw- I think he's 12th. And then the results come out, yeah. and it says Crozier 13. Yeah. And I was like, the results say 13. And she's like, no, no, no. Yeah. So apparently they had the first round of unofficial results yeah. had had a guy who was being lapped yep. finish yeah so did you see that where was your head if you yeah. did see so that this was so weird so yeah obviously the, this is 48 guys in the race and yeah it's hard and to, so it's we, we 25 started, laps 48 guys people being lapped yeah i mean it's we started lapping guys like 6k in right um and so we had lapped a bunch of guys and when we, when we went into the bell lap we lapped a kid from Furman, and they registered his chip as finishing um so when i've crossed the line Everyone, I think they registered him as finishing fourth. So everyone yeah, in fifth what through whatever got bumped back a spot. Um, but when I crossed the line, I saw 10th on the screen. I was like, oh, perfect. But I was like, I, I knew I got 12th, but it said 10th. So like, okay, so, these, yeah. these results are wrong. They'd ra- you'd rather them error being yeah. a, a lower place than right. error being 13th. Yeah. yeah. But so. I mean, I, I knew right away because I, I remember lapping him and then I saw the results that were uh, preliminary that said, you know, Josh Brickle in fourth. And I was like, oh, yeah. we lapped him. He should so be you in knew. whatever, you were 40th confident. Whatever yeah. yeah. So I got... I knew yeah. we were fine, but it was definitely for all my friends who were watching, who like weren't really watching. They they were freaking out. I was like, "No, it's oh, fine. Yeah, I was I'm freaking on. out, but I'm good." <laughs> so how like so you make it to Eugene? Yeah. This is your sixth year. You've gone through so much, man. Yeah. I mean the the injuries, the the falling on the ice, the uh, everything that you you, you mm-hmm. went through. Uh, like how were your were you emotional you said you were kind of laughing like yeah how did it feel i mean emotional <laughs> yeah, yeah laughing is emotional <laughs> yeah. um i this this last year or two i've i i really try and maintain like an even keel so you're never too high you're never too low Whoa. so you know just i just saw something on the uh 19 19- 98 Czech Republic team. Yeah. Uh, the hockey team. And that's exactly what the coach <laughs> yeah. said. That's what yeah. he brought in. Yeah. I was watching that this morning. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Never too high, Crazy. never too low. Yep. Um, so there's something to that. Yeah. yeah. I, know. I, I definitely think so. It's definitely helped me this last year or two um, in, in more ways than just in running. Um, and so I, I, I was obviously very excited, but, and I, I mean, I gave Bonzi and Julie, you know, a big hug and they were obviously super stoked and John was stoked, my, mm-hmm. uh, my teammate. Yeah, John, your going, teammate. I, we didn't yeah. mention yeah. your stud teammate, stud John, teammate was, John was 10th. And, yeah, yeah. So, um, which I kind of just knew he was going to make it. Oh, it's, he's, he's automatic <laughs> yeah, yeah. when it comes to that stuff. Right. He's amazing. Right. Um, and I was, I, I told myself when I was taking my spikes off and cooling down, I said, all right, you get five minutes to be super giddy and super happy. And then after that five minutes, it's back to business because the fact of the matter is you have one more race and it's a race and that's all it is. It doesn't have to be any more grand than anything else, even though there is a certain pageantry to it being the national final. Um, and so I gave myself a couple minutes to go be a little, you know, schoolboy. all, all excited stoked that, I, yeah. that, I, that I finally did it. And then after that, I was like, all right, 
it's business time. I got to go cool down and get myself ready for, for kind of one last rodeo. So have you raced in, uh, at Hayward field before? Have you been to Eugene? Have you? Yeah. So I, I've been to Portland for nationals in high school, but mm-hmm. I've never been to Hayward. Wow. Uh, really excited to go out there. And yeah. this is also a special year because this is the last race in the original Hayward field. They're going to like yep. tear it down and, and renew it. Um, so I can't think of a better way to go out. Uh, it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a special thing, man. Yeah. You, you should be incredibly proud. Uh, yeah, it, it gave, it, it gave me chills just to know yeah. your story yeah. and the fact that he was an Arlington guy to help, but you know, just to know your story and what you've been through to make it in this last race yeah. of your career. Right. I mean, just crazy, crazy props, man. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what's, so you got Eugene, uh, yep. you've got that race, you, you graduated, like he didn't take joke classes. Like I said, these weren't like the, the jock classes. <laughs> yeah. What what was your graduate degree? Uh, in public and policy, public, public policy. And yeah. so kind of what's, what's your next, next phase? Yeah. For so you? I'm gonna, uh, pretty much right after the last race, I'll, I, I've been a research assistant from a court, which is my grad school for the last two years. So I'm going to stay on doing that. And then I'm actually going to come on and help coach at Georgetown. Awesome. So super excited for that. Uh, get to work under Julian and Brandon Bonzi, um, which I'm. Well, they're uh, super, super excited. excited. I know. Yeah. I know they're, they're super excited to have you. Um, will you still run? I mean, the guy, the, the, this guy won the, this is when I knew he was, mm-hmm. he, he was ready to run this year. The 2017 Alexandria Turkey trot. He mm-hmm. won. He yeah. won that. That's a competitive race. Yeah. Did, did you win a turkey? <laughs> uh, they gave me 500 bucks. So I'll take that over. A <laughs> and you can actually take the money, right? I mean, yes. yeah. yeah. So I, I those rules back in our day, docs and I couldn't yeah. take the, I wasn't uh, allowed to win race money. Yeah. You could have taken the Turkey. You, you would have asked maybe. them, yeah. asked them for the Turkey, but no, you ran like, you know, 23, you know, 40 something yeah. at the Turkey trot. Yeah. I mean, that was, so do you expect to do some road racing or, uh, you're just gonna I'm not sure. On, I mean, I'm yeah. still going to run every day because I love it, but yeah. I, I really do want to throw myself fully into coaching awesome. and stuff like that to be, I mean, I want to be a, a really good coach moving forward. And I think the athletes deserve my full attention. I, I don't want to yep. keep, keep running and let that be a distraction, but, but I still yeah. love running. So I'm still going to do it. But then day. that's why you can race on Thanksgiving because there's no practice on Thanksgiving. Exactly. <laughs> so you can keep doing turkey trots. I'll keep trots. doing that. De- definitely keep doing turkey trots. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what day, what day is the race? Uh, cause this podcast will come out Monday. Okay. We sit here. Uh, so it's, it'll come out June, June 4th. 4th. The race uh, is June 6th. So June 6th. Yep. So you can, you can follow the race. Uh, it's all on, uh, it's it's on the internet somewhere. somewhere yeah. yeah, somewhere on the internet. Somewhere on the internet. Uh, yeah, you can follow the race. Uh, yep. You go to the George. Go to guhoyas.com. Uh, there'll be all the particulars uh, yep. about Mike. And mm-hmm. I want to mention your other teammates who are out there. Nick, uh, he was. Yeah. I think he was the last guy in in the fifteen. Yeah, took a page out a, of your book. An amazing day. Uh, and yeah, then yeah. Uh, Amos and John, of yep. course. Amos in the fifteen, and John in the ten k. Yeah. So awesome to have. Uh, three of your buddies yeah, out there wait. representing yeah. uh, Georgetown with Super you. Super exciting. Yeah, so that is awesome. So uh, the podcast will come out the 4th. You can still uh, watch mm-hmm. Mike. And, Finally, and we did it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it beforehand. So uh, mm-hmm. if you could... So he knows. He has no idea what I'm talking about. Right. Usually we advertise a race that's coming up in the upcoming weekend and then release the show. Okay. So so basically when we're saying, oh, you could watch it, and then people are like, it was three days ago. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So finally. So could, it's for real this time. Yeah, actually timed it correctly yeah. in the space-time continuum. We're getting good at this stuff Very now. serendipitous. Uh, but, but you can uh, – 
maybe you can um, tweet MP Crozier. Tweet him. Give him an ultimatum. Yeah, he seems to do. Yes. Listen to get, Good you know, idea. listeners. Tweet him, MP Crozier. Uh, tell him to, to win the damn thing, and you know, <laughs> or else, or, or else, or or, or or you know, I need those ultimatums. Something, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't threatened. know what that. I don't know what our well, leverage our listeners to, have. No, that's yeah. what that's up for them to to yeah. come up with. I'm yeah. I'm expecting. Uh, a lot of people to just give you crazy ultimatums. Well, usually, <laughs> usually you don't. We we don't want to jinx our our, our uh, you know guests. Uh, it's but not a jinx. It's, it's not a jinx. It's three exactly. times. It's three times it happened. Helping I mean, his it's performance. cut and dry. It is it's cut and dry. Light. I mean, it happened in it Nike Nationals in Ooh. high school. It happened at pin relays yep. his fourth year, and it happened his uh, sixth so, year. So we're gonna give him endless ultimatums. Plus, he gets a pace the nation five second bump. Oh, that's, there we that's go. True. There yeah. we go. I need that. This podcast has scientifically proven. That this it improves is your performance by five seconds. No I'll, I'll, I'll happily take, You'll take it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it uh, hopefully will be better weather out there. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say this. I mean, you're in shape to PR. I mean, yeah. it'd be amazing to see you. Whatever, whatever the results are, you know, just run the best that you exactly. can. And maybe a PR is yeah. in the cards. We'll see. You never know. Um, all right. Well, Mike, uh, amazing story. Uh, thank you so much for sharing it. Uh, really proud of uh, of you and and and. Uh, it's it's been a it's been a crazy up and down ride, but right. your perseverance has been incredible. So congrats to you. Thank you. Really yeah, proud. thank you. Excited for one more ride. All right, there he goes. That's Mike Crozier. He's the six year graduate student who will be racing in Eugene at the NCAA championships in the 10K next week. He joined us on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Mike Crozier for joining us. He is off to Eugene on Sunday, and you can follow him on Twitter. It's MP Crozier on Twitter. So tweet him, uh, like we said, uh, send him what you want him to do, ultimatums. I, I guess mostly about his race, uh, his 10K race, but... You, know. you mean just in life? Like you, 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 <laughs> I thought that there's ex- not mostly. I thought exclusively. Uh, maybe we were going to give him an ultimatum about the uh, yeah, race. I, and be creative. Right? Yeah. Be be creative. So, uh, but no. Best of luck to uh, t- to Crozier out there and Eugene. Now, what an you, awesome story. You know what makes me mad about that whole interview? Mm-hmm. Guys sitting in here in the studio wearing a Brazil soccer <laughs> top. And we don't talk soccer. Yep. I thought, what a great opportunity. In, in, the, in the intro, uh, you tell us, no more soccer talk. Right. And then he comes walking, walking in, in wearing a soccer top. Yeah. And uh, we'll tweet out the picture at Pace the Nation. You'll see a picture of Mike. Uh, he's not wearing his Georgetown top. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not wearing a Pacers top. He's wearing a, uh, a kit. Is it, is it, I, I could never that figure out kit, if this yeah. is a kit or not. Yeah, a Brazil a kit. kit. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't know what team it was. Why is CP, CBP? Why is C- that? CBF. CBF. Why is that Brazil? Um, what, what, I know that's it. So we, we were no really sense. robbed of a, a great moment uh, <laughs> off the air when we were taking a picture and talking about his, his uh, top. Um, that Farley didn't even know what CBF was mm-hmm. and didn't even know that it was a Brazil jersey, Correct. which is crazy. Right. Um, what do you think CBF stands for, Farley? Joanna, you you don't know either, do you? I, I in fact, do. You do? <laughs> okay. I, C, what would... What, yeah, I, I thought it was a Columbia something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. C stands for Columbia. What's the B stand for? <laughs> Brazil. Brazil. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Are you sure it's not Brazil? 
It could be Brazil, uh, mm-hmm. if that's the way they pronounce it over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you then, know how the pronunciation police are. <laughs> and then P, uh, CBP. How about F? F. F is football, for uh-huh. sure. So, okay. yeah, so uh, you nailed it. Colombia, Brazil, <laughs> football. No, what is it? Joanna, help me out here. Confederation. Oh, okay. I'm sure that in Brazil it sounds a lot different. Yes. When they say, like, confederation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brazil. You guys in your, your accents and... Uh-huh pronunciations oh man all right yeah so uh, i guess he's a he's a soccer fan too i tried to direct the conversation away from soccer Mm because i could see it going that route you mean when we were outside or or no just in in the podcast did we talk about soccer no we didn't but i i I thought that was the way the i at least knew it was a soccer jersey Oh, you did so i I thought that's what i wanted to talk about it i know you're dying to Mm -hmm. uh but no awesome to have mike join us uh Great story. Good luck to him and the rest of the Georgetown crew uh, who will be out in Eugene. Don't give the other Georgetown crew an ultimatum. We don't know how they respond to that. (laughs) I know. That's true. Uh, Just Mike. All right. um, Let's do the grab bag. I mentioned there was a grab bag of a couple topics. uh, Where are you grabbing from? Uh, My head. (laughs) Grabbing (laughs) from his head. Can I I start off with one? Yeah, go ahead. Because I want to talk about the Stanley Cup Finals. Mm. That was one of my grabs. All right, Mm -hmm. there we go. Last Uh, night was game two. Uh Yes. So Mm -hmm. you remember we we talked last week's show about how uh, the Washington Capitals touched the Eastern Conference Finals trophy. Correct. And that jinxed them in game one. They lost game one. And then Farley brought up the point, but Las Vegas touched the trophy too. That jinxed them in game two. <laughs> Las Vegas lost game two. So the jinx is real. Your, your superstitions that you guys were talking about, it's real. <laughs> I, I don't I, I, I don't quite <laughs> see your logic, but I mean... Uh-huh. Well, I don't really want to talk about uh, hockey anyway. I want to talk about the pregame show. Joanna... How, did, how fabulous was it? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I didn't watch it. You yeah, didn't? This, but this, I even heard, when you saw it trending like crazy everywhere? Uh, yeah, and all the social medias that I'm on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, my brother actually did text me. These pregame yeah. shows and he are said too that, much. He said that the pregame show Start is exactly why already. Las Vegas shouldn't have any sports teams. I've heard, oh, he did? I've heard okay. other people say that too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they need to start the game already. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so they're, they're starting like 45 minutes after they're supposed to start. Because but they of, always do. Like, of all, carrot, all sporting events. Don't carrot work. Top and Little John. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. Well, the, the whole pageantry with like uh, shooting arrows and the laser light shows and all this kind of stuff is exactly what you would see when you go see like the, the pirates mm-hmm. every 20 minutes firing cannons in front of the casinos right, and stuff right, like that right. it was it was very vegas it's completely ridiculous it was the strip it was basically <laughs> the strip uh, yeah in an ice rink strip on yeah, ice yeah, yeah. um it, with with like a a ridiculous loose plot line right and and uh, game of thrones and i don't know i don't even like it's people kinda, say game of thrones just because they didn't have modern weapons but it was crazy it was ridiculous but it's uh yeah <laughs> it's that, so funny i do like i mean Let's say like this. It, it, I think it was the first – before game one, it was like 25 minutes of straight uh, Vegas showmanship. Mm-hmm. I do like the, – the part about it that I do like, that, that I'll be honest about, is when the players actually come out and they've got the music going on and they, they lower that dome or whatever that they walk under. Or, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I guess it's the helmet. <laughs> right. Uh, and then they walk out of it and that you've got like lasers and fireworks and stuff like that. So I think that that actual 30 seconds when it's dark and smoke and everything and the players coming out on the ice, I like that pageantry. 
But the the whole dinner theater thing that they do beforehand is so ridiculous. Yeah, it's weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's, it it does raise the question: What? How is Washington going to respond? Because they have to respond. Do they? Sure. I, I think I think the only response is have Tom Green in the building, uh, screaming, "Unleash the fury!" Tom Green. Tom yeah, Green. He's, he is he is there with like four minutes to go in every game. You know where he says "Unleash the fury" in that movie Road Trip. Yeah. He is. That that is the big thing that they do at Caps games. Everybody screams, "Unleash the fury!" I, I See, wish Mike was Mike had a Mike had a Capitals hat on. He'd know uh, what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. So, the, the, but he Tom Green's not actually there. No, He's, it's, it's on the screen. It's a video of yeah. him doing it. So it, it really shows you the difference between Las Vegas and everywhere else. Yes, right. <laughs> right. Uh, well, that's all I got. I mean, I'm trying to come up with the pageantry of what the Caps would do. You know what? I don't think that the Caps need the pageantry. I, agree. I think what no, the Caps do. need to do is just come out onto the ice and win. That's right. Just Maybe start the game. the game at 8 o'clock versus 8.45. It's not like Alex Ovechkin is sitting around trying to think of ideas for the pregame show. No. It's a whole different department. It is. It is. You're right. Uh, I, I'm, I will be at the game on sun, Saturday. Stop uh, saying that. I am, Nobody I'm, cares. I'm, <laughs> I'm just excited that I'll be there. So uh-huh. uh, I'll, I'll report back. I know no one cares. Um, all right, so Caps are, are uh, 1-1 in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, them hoist, uh, Farley, hoisting the Stanley Cup. Uh, are they going to help the Golden Knights? <laughs> Is it going to be too heavy for them? Um, um, actually, one of my friends used to work for the Caps and she doesn't work for them anymore, yeah. and she's actually rooting for them to lose because what? she said that she'll be really bitter if they win. Cause then every, when she wasn't there. Yeah, because then everybody involved in the Caps organization gets like a ring, Yeah, and, you and know she, what, she wants a ring. You know what Ted Leonsis, the owner of the Capitals, did? He flew 200 employees, 100 to the first game and 100 to the second game on mm-hmm. a private jet. Uh, out there last night and then on Monday night as well. I know. One of Very my friends cool. was your, one of the... Your friend would have been there. Well, and another one of my friends was on that private uh, jet. Really? Yeah. Okay, so you knew about that. That's very cool. All right, that's the Caps. Uh, a couple other uh, grab bag stories here. Mm-hmm. Uh, former guest Emma Coburn. Do you guys watch cooking shows? Do I watch cooking shows? Yeah, those are th- they're the hot fire recently. I only watch um, tasty videos. <laughs> I hate those. God, that's a, that's a poll from a long time ago. Uh, Joanna, do you those. like uh, cooking videos? I don't really like to cook. Oh, so, cooking shows? Yeah, I don't like to watch cooking, cooking shows. Right. Well, Emma Coburn was on uh, a TV cooking show, The Golden Gala Stars, it was named. Uh, it was in Italy. I watched it. I watched a lot of it. And mm-hmm. she was on with an, another track athlete, uh, Will Lear's wife, I'm not sure. Her, oh, her Aisha name. Prout. Yep. So she was on there, and then it was a it was another track athlete, a thrower. Uh, the show went from talking Italian to English, Italian to English. Like when you they would interview Emma or the other American guests, they would talk in English, mm-hmm. and then it would, they'd flip right over. It was it, it was very annoying. But you understood it because you took Italian in college. <laughs> I can't, can't speak one word of Italian. Did you take Italian? I in did. Co- what? Yeah. You had to take. You had to take a language. So why did you choose Italian? Because it was the only He'll one. He'll tell that you would, what. It was the only one that would take me. Uh, it was a summer course. 
Now the, so you had to take what four years of of language. four semesters, four, yes, semesters. four semesters, and you could cram all four semesters yeah. in one summer, and that's what I did. They, so they what UVA also did was they had this like summer language learning thing, like immersion, thing. immersion, yeah. where you go to a particular house, which is the the language house. Did you have to live there, Farley, or you just no? There? Some people did, but some people I wasn't. Some people would live there, but they would basically have class for for an eight hour block where they could only speak every that language. day and and they, every day for the summer session, and then that fulfilled your language uh, requirement. So hmm. a lot of people would do that in the summer so that they didn't have to take four semesters. I of, mean, it, of the, the language. The fact that I got out of that class, I can't believe you did that. I wish that. American had offered that I totally would have I would have lived there oh it was it was intense and I was so I mean that was the only way I was going to graduate if I did do it okay (laughs) all right so so that was Emma Coburn's cooking show uh and Emma Coburn of course is in Italy for the Rome Diamond League meet so that explains why she's in Italy that was a very good follow-up question that I had (laughs) it was asked before I even asked and for any of the track people out there that care um ruth jubet who was the number one ranked women's steeplechaser in the world recently tested positive for drugs so yes. it really opens up the women's steeplechase so, so emma coburn debuts her season in rome it could be the year that american wins the diamond league yeah big bet that would be big time if she if she could do that so uh that was former guest Emma Coburn. Uh, we had her on the show in Austin. We did, yes. Uh, she was a great guest. Um, next up on the grab bag, uh, a Joanna transportation update. Oh, right. Sort yes. of related <laughs> to transportation, right? Kay. Yeah. Let's hear it. Uh, my car got towed. Yeah. Towed. <laughs> oh, man. Where did you park? So um, I would like to first start off by saying that I did not Mm. um, park the car anywhere that was a problem, but the other person that drives my car did. Mm -hmm. So um, I I come home from work last night and we're going to go out to dinner and we go outside and I hand him the keys because he parked the car. And then he's like, oh, well, where did you park it? And I was like, I didn't park anywhere. Where did you park it? And he's like, oh, I parked right there. There's no car there. So we walk all around because he's like. you think it was stolen? Um, the thought occurred to me, but then I was like, why would anybody steal my car? Right. And there was a big problem with the muffler right now too. So it sounds terrible. So I can't imagine anybody the last like, car to steal. yeah, like why would somebody hotwire it? And then, cause you couldn't even sell it for parts. There's no parts right. that are worthy on that car. So finally I call three one one and sure enough, my car got towed because of street cleaning, which seems a little mm. aggressive in my opinion. Yeah. Street. I mean, was the street clean? Did it look nice? No. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's worthy of a warning, not a towing, though. Right, and I, 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 um, I gotten street cleaning tickets before, although not in this neighborhood, in my old neighborhood. But typically, you know, they ticket. Maybe they've been ticketing him because I've been moving my car. I didn't notice that they were ticketing, but so, it seems a little aggressive. I don't think so. I think that if you break the rules, then you should be fine with the punishment. <laughs> Uh, yeah. How much did it cost to uh, get the uh, car out of the uh, $145. Lot? $145. Mm-hmm. Wow. And a ticket? That is, it's the tow, it's a ticket and a, a tow. T- ticket yeah. and t- oh, they combine it. That's nice of them. Well, it's two separate. <laughs> it adds up to 145 Yeah. Okay. Ooh, you won't do that mistake again. Hopefully wow. not. Well, she didn't do it last time either, <laughs> from the sounds of it. All right. Well, um, that's your So street cleaning, update. yeah. And this also, you know what this also tells me? Winter is a far superior season to summer because there is no street cleaning in the winter. Yeah. So we none of we, none of these shenanigans the go yeah. on. Well, that's that, I feel like that's a results based uh, 
decision. <laughs> um, did you did you consider breaking your car out of the the tow lot? Oh, so they didn't actually impound it. They just move it to another street. So they moved it like five or six blocks away, which and, seems and to me. It? Uh, they didn't boot it. No, they uh. just move it and then they put the tickets on your windshield. But it almost seems to me like more trouble. So how did you know it was there? Because I called, I called the. And um, they tell you where they move your car. Mm-hmm. Did they? Did they move it to another street that also has street cleaning coming up, so that if you don't pick it up then, then they could tow you again. One hundred forty-five dollars more. That yeah. sounds like a pretty good business yeah. strategy. So I mean, let's it, do that. If I hadn't been, if I, you know, if I hadn't been going anywhere, I might not have noticed because I wasn't planning on driving yeah. today, and I and I'm leaving for the weekend, so I might it not have, have noticed for a happen. long time. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's your transportation update. Again, another reason why you don't have a car, which I did not drive today, just so you guys know. Walked here from my house. <laughs> Good uh, for you. Did yeah. you scoot over here? No. Walked. I haven't used the Lime scooter yet, but I will. I'll let you know how that goes. All right. I mentioned that uh, a race that we all ran uh, and were a part of uh, a couple years ago, the New York City Marathon, has a new uh, person at the top. So it used to be Mary. It used to be Mary Wittenberg. Mm-hmm. And I think she retired three years ago. And the new head of the New York Roadrunners Club is Peter Siaka, I think is his name. Okay. Uh, he's stepping away uh, this fall after the New York City Marathon this year, after the three year tenure. Uh, as the so head Mary of Wittenberg Marathon, did it for going, hundreds yeah. <laughs> of years, and Peter can only stick around for three years. Yeah, so three years he's and he's gone. So who's going to be the new? Is well, it going to be Jen Gurria? There's going to. Well, it, it's. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be Jen Gurria who did. It might. Jen, Jen did work at the. Uh, oh, she doesn't work there anymore. No, I think she's doing something different. Uh, mm. They said that um, the senior vice president of events development, uh, his name is Jim Heim. He'll take over. Um, following uh, Siaka's departure. So 41-year-old Jen, Jim Hine is going to be the head. Maybe that's his job uh, moving forward, or maybe they're going to find somebody else. But I don't know. Um, I've never heard of Jim Heim, but um, He's probably never heard of you. <laughs> he's a young, young guy uh-huh. uh, taking over. With a young 41? Pretty, pretty impressive. <laughs> I used to think 41 was old. Not it anymore. is. It sounds old to me. <laughs> Not anymore. All right, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, we have a few races that I want to continue to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. this, this weekend, it was Wayfarers. I'm mm-hmm. sure that went fabulous. That was June 2nd. That's in Annapolis? That is in Annapolis. Or it was in Annapolis? It was in Annapolis. The mm-hmm. Beer Mile uh, that docks... Now, claims should, he's not going to be it. Claims he's not going to be it. Now that you you still should go. That's uh, August eleventh. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys should consult me on the date. Like <laughs> it was you keep <laughs> you keep doing it when I'm at the beach. It's it was kind of you know based on what the Nats schedule is. Yeah, but I, okay, yeah. we can get we can have this argument right before yeah. we watch Casablanca. <laughs> okay, and also the uh, Crystal City Twilighter, uh, of course, is July twenty first. That's an 8.30 start for that 5K. Uh, so a couple of good races to uh, set your sights on and motivate you through the summer months of training. Because June is here, guys. June is here. And winter is coming. <laughs> Not fast enough. Um, I have a question about the this this movie podcast that we're doing. Yeah. Right now, what we're planning on doing is is a recap show. Mm-hmm. Should we do? Should we try to do these as director commentary type things, where we 
watch the thing with the microphones on and just talk over it so that people can listen to the podcast while they watch the movie and hear our commentary <laughs> kind of mystery science that, theater. I think that's a great idea it sounds like a lot of production which which production. one do you want to do you want to do a recap show I think we do the recap show okay yeah all right great show guys episode 157 in the books you guys got any travel plans are we gonna have a full crew for a few weeks here um i'm going to the west coast in a couple weeks right. i'm well, gonna travel a bit well i hope you've enjoyed our, our full crew the summer months are tough so i'm glad that we've mm-hmm. been together these last two school's out two weeks this has been it's, it's been good to have the whole crew together and it was great to have mike crozier the six-year graduate student from georgetown who's heading to ncaa's in eugene on the program today follow him at mp crozier on twitter all right thanks to uh you, the listener, we really appreciate all the support. Thanks to Joanna. Thanks to Docs. Thanks to Joanna, the intern. I'm Chris Farley. This is Space Nation. We'll see you next week. parking jobs no no that guy like literally touched this minivan so lightly mm-hmm. it was very impressive hey that's what happens in the city yeah. <laughs> your cars get you know yeah i was just impressed that that because he, he looked like he was backing up too fast and like he was gonna hit that minivan he's got a backup camera for sure 100 oh oh i guess that be. makes sense yeah. that's less impressive then i would like to say that my parking <laughs> job today was like backup perfect yeah, and I don't have a backup camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should get one.